Hello and welcome to Media Canvas, a show in which I consume a piece of media and then review it. This time I'm doing a tabletop board game that you can sit down at a table and play with friends or family. The game, I'm sure you're all wondering why I've gathered you all here this evening, by Logan Jenkins has an incredibly long name that he is completely unapologetic about. Though that honestly has adds to the charm of the very long title. There is the trope of the murdery mystery mansion in several forms of media where a group of individuals is brought together so that they may possibly inherit a large fortune with the catch that only one of them may survive the night or none of them will receive the fortune or that their fortune is supposed to be split unless only one of them is left. Variety of different scenarios are part of the murder mystery mansion. That premise is what inspired this game. I supported the game from Go because I liked the concept. Who doesn't love a good murder mansion? Clue Exist is a game that fits into this category as well, but you need the board and all the stuff that comes with the game box to play, which is where I'm sure you're wondering, I'm gonna kind of try and keep that name short uh, throughout this review, it stands out. If you have the rulebook, the only thing you are required to play otherwise is a standard deck of playing cards and some unique knickknacks to use as game pieces to represent the players. And that makes the game not only extremely portable, but also very accessible. Setting up the game to play doesn't take very long at all, which allows the players to get into the game much quicker. The rules honestly sound more complicated than they are uh, when you're going over them from the book. Well, initially being confused by what I read the people who were playing the game from the rulebook, after a few minutes of actually playing the game, everyone had a solid grasp of how to play and were taking actions in the game like they knew exactly what their goals were. Though I really don't think the game could be explained better, it definitely comes into its own once people start playing and getting a feel for it, not just by reading the rules and trying to interpret them as best as you can. When I played this game for the first time as a precursor to doing the review, a player who was thinking about bowing out of the game initially wound up having a great time. There was a lot of laughter once we got going. That in itself shows how strong the core idea is with the rules. The play was able to be understood once uh, everything started happening. A wonderful part of the game is that if a player is killed, they're not out of the game. They instead get a different set of actions that they can take, allowing them to influence the game going forward to the end. As a session can last a good chunk of time, this keeps everyone involved. Without that part of the game, someone eliminated early could wind up feeling left out for a good portion of a game night. If you're playing this in one other game and this game takes over an hour, then there goes a good portion of someone's fun night with friends or family. Well, it doesn't pertain directly to the game, I must comment that the art in the rulebook is fantastic. It's just creepy enough to help set the tone, 
The line work blends so clean with the crosshatching to push it away from a look that could feel silly or cartoony and pushes it to a kind of creepy but not disturbing uh, style of art. The game encourages creativity in having the players roleplay their characters and in creating the deceased while also providing a set of pre-built scenarios or playbooks that you can use to get the game going quicker. Some of these include variations on some of the rules, which could change up the dynamics of the game if you're always playing with the same people and you guys want to mix it up. Before I put this review together, I reached out to Logan on Twitter and asked him a few questions I had about the game. And being an absolutely fantastic individual, they answered my questions. My first question was there a reason that he wanted the game to use a regular deck of cards instead of making his own? And his response to that was, and I quote all these responses, I wanted to use a standard deck of cards because everyone has one at their house. It expanded the components I could use without adding to the size of the book or requiring more esoteric things like a set of D&D dice, for instance. That said, my final stretch goal is almost ready, and it's a custom deck of cards with all the powers listed on each card. The second question that I asked Logan was, the ghost mechanic is a fantastic way to keep people involved. What inspired that part of the game? Quoting Logan again here, uh, in a game where the point is to murder everyone, I knew a player elimination would be an issue if I didn't make it fun. I think it would have been a mistake to have true player elimination, so instead I gave a few tools for dead characters to mess with the living players, or potentially possess someone and still win. The final question I had for Logan was if he had thought about releasing an expansion of any sort that could include rule changes or additions or even more pre-built scenarios. Uh, Logan's response was, I was fortunate enough to hit all my stretch goals on my Kickstarter. And one of those was the additional playbooks you'll find at the back of the book. To me, each one of those is like a mini expansion. Each deceased changes the game in a big way so that you're able to enjoy the game in a new way. If I were to make a true expansion, it would likely be a larger collection of obituaries like that section in the book. I really appreciate that Logan took the time to respond to my questions on Twitter because he absolutely didn't have to. And I want to uh, use all my enthusiasm to encourage people to pick up the game and add it to your game night with friends or family at least once or twice, uh, it, it may prove to be a favorite and you guys will play it a lot. I will include a link to the game in the description. When a game can take an experience that starts out not being the most fun for someone and turn it around, there is something great about that game. I'm sure you're wondering why I've gathered you all here this evening goes beyond that with a great concept and accessibility for play. Turning a player's experience when I was playing the game into fun laughter made everyone have a better time. That is why I give the game a 5 out of 5. If you would like to follow me on 
social media and the like, I can be found at D-A-M-E-K-A 